Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Things are going to be a little different this week for the Kansas City Chiefs as they head into their playoff bye week, but on Monday, we did hear from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and safety Justin Reid. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Justin Reid. Here's head coach. Um, don't have any injuries. I think we came out pretty clean on it. It looks like Frank's uh, after his MRI, the groin looks uh, like it's more of a mild one and should be, be able to return after a little rest uh, that we have here. We'll give the guys a few days off and then reconvene here later. Recording in, in progress. Um, uh, reconvene later, later in the week and um uh, to, for practice. So, anyways, with that time, yours. You guys hear me? Yep, we've got you, Coach. Let's go okay. first to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, coach, uh, just get a, first of all, and I'll have a follow up uh, real quick. Uh, just McCole Hartman, just an update on on where that sits and and how optimistic a couple of weeks from now you are. Yeah. So, I thought. Um, I thought he might be able to go this past week. That's a hiccup on my end. I mean, he, he, um, he's trying, I mean, he's trying to get this thing right. And, and, uh, it's just a matter of time. So really day to day, although he feels better today than he did, uh, on Saturday. So we'll, we'll just see how it goes during practice. And then, uh, just a follow up, uh, not, not to, not asking you to critique the officials. I know how you don't uh, don't don't want to do that, but just you know, it, it is such a fast game. You had a, a tackle on Patrick Mahomes where you know Max Crosby sacked. He he had a good grip on the on the helmet, right? And the helmet's supposed to be part of the face mask. My question would be, do you anticipate there being change next year to you know reviewing at least those? If you can't review everything the way we've heard Bill Belichick say that maybe that there'll be an umbrella of player safety or, or, you know, face mask type of things, uh, you know, are used that there could be a change in that. Yeah, sure. I mean, there, listen, I sit in on a lot of those meetings, so there, there's always changes going to take place. I mean, it, uh, sometimes it's a lot, it's smaller than other years, uh, <clears throat> but I know they'll go back and look, you know, the league will look at everything and competition committee will look at everything. So um, they, they do a pretty good job with all that stuff. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Coach, appreciate the time here. I'm wondering during this bye week when you're with the team and, and going through the game plan, are you game planning for multiple teams or is it one opponent that you guys kind of zero in on? How do you approach that when you kind of are, are waiting to know? Yeah, well, you try, you know, you don't know exactly, but uh, a couple of the teams we've played, a couple of teams we haven't. So, you, you know, we'll, we'll try to focus in on the ones we think that we have a chance to play most of all, but also cover all of them. And uh, while, while we have time with, the, I'm saying as a coaching staff, and then we'll narrow that down for the players uh, as we get them this week, um, you know, before we actually know for next week. So, uh, but we'll, you know, we'll just, we'll work on some things that we need work on. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach, similar question to Aaron. I know you've had the bye week a couple times now. In your experience, what's the best way to treat it when it comes to the amount of rest you want when you guys get back in the mix, just an outlook of your your week until Monday? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, that, that's, that's the trick to it is the balance. Um, and then how the players utilize their, their free time. So, um, and, and coaches for that matter. I mean, we've got to make sure that we, we keep on top of uh, the, the scheme stuff too. So um, we'll just, we'll, we'll see how all that works out, but yeah, that, that I tell you, that's a trick to it is to try to keep the balance where the players stay sharp and, and coaches uh, still can add a couple things into the guys, uh, into their mix. Um, and then we go from there. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Um, I was wondering whether it was a, a tough decision to activate Butker and have him be your guy on uh, in, in Las Vegas or whether that was a kind of a slam dunk, whether Harrison was feeling a lot better than he had been earlier in the week. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he was great with us communication-wise. So uh, just like I'd say the same thing with McColl has been great with communication. So that ends up being important when guys are banged up a little bit. And so uh, Harrison uh, told us he felt good, and we trusted him with it and went with it. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Coach. I have two quick questions for you. Um, the first is, how much do you think – um, Patrick's experience in the playoffs will uh, better serve him and the offense. And then Brad, I'll have a second question. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, um, experience helps. Um, it, it is single elimination. So, you, you know, everybody's got to be sharp. It's not, not just Patrick. You know, we've all got to do our job and, and do it well, uh, knowing, you know, what the result is. So, um, I, but it sure it doesn't hurt Pat to have the experience that he has. Yeah. Um, and lastly, coach, um, I know you addressed Justin Reed about his comments ahead of the Cincinnati game, but pretty much since that game on, he's probably played his best for the chiefs so far. I just wonder what you've noticed from him in the second half of the season. And obviously as being a, you know, a leader for the defense. Yeah, he's done a nice job uh, um, in both those areas. I mean, he's worked hard and, um it really I, I think just being more familiar with the defense helps um I've noticed that with all the veteran guys that come in just uh the familiarity of uh what you're trying to do and get accomplished I think is important and you get that through reps and normally it's game reps so uh, when teams are throwing you little different things that you've got to make make some quick decisions on uh you know with the options that you have within the, the scheme so um I think he's done a nice job there. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. Obviously, this was a very unusual circumstance with uh, the no contest between the Bills and the Bengals. And reportedly, the, the Chiefs abstained from voting on the proposal that ended up working it out. How did you feel about that as far as the, the equity across all the teams and, and you're getting the number one seed, but potentially having to play Buffalo at a, at a neutral site down the road? Yeah, listen, I, man, I, I was so tunneled in on on the Raiders at, at that time uh, when all this was going on. Um, I, I know uh, Clark and Mark and Brett. I have full trust in them and what they what they were doing with it. I, my main focus was trying to make sure we stayed focused on that game on a short week, and so I didn't spend a lot of time worrying about where we were playing or not playing down the road. And, and uh, you know, we, we've got to work on getting there. 
uh, and that was more uh, of a of a job for for uh, the people I mentioned there to to do, and they I thought they did a good job with it. So, so we have one more. We'll go last to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Andy. Um, you, you were talking earlier about the sort of sense of balance when you have the bye week, and how you, I think the implied point there is also the trust in the players. And I wonder, you know, if that's something by now that is overtly stated. Uh, do you have to talk about that? It's it, how much it speaks to the culture you've developed. That, however, you are able to handle that now with trust. Yeah, I think you know. I think the guys they they understand all that. I mean, we met. We had a meeting this morning. Team meeting this morning, and we. we covered what uh you know is going what we're going to try to do attempt going forward here so um with, with practices and meetings and all that so they they're uh they're well aware of it and uh, they understand they understand the magnitude of where they sit right now and the opportunity that they have there's not a lot of teams playing right now um so uh it's it's a great opportunity and you want to take full advantage of that the best you can coach we appreciate the time thanks for joining us yep you bet. Okay, uh, guys, uh, you want to put your hands up? Uh, we'll go first to Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Patrick. Um, you know, by now you've seen plenty of Andy and how he operates, and I, I, I'm curious what you think the key to uh, all the success he's had after a bye week has been. Obviously, the playoff bye week is a different thing, but, but I think some things are probably kind of consistent uh, with that. Yeah, yeah, I think um... – he has a great balance of the amount of time he gives guys off and the amount he gets guys in there to get them moving um, and prepare for that next week. Um, and then obviously the coaches do a great job of game planning. Um, I'm sure this week uh, they'll game plan like three or four different teams and, and try to get a good game plan uh, to the guys early in the week so they can uh, execute it at a high level. And then he goes out there and we just, we do what we usually do, man. And so uh, he just has a great feel for the amount of time he gives guys off and the amount of time he has them in the building. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, appreciate the time here. Among the many numbers we've been seeing is most yards ever for a quarterback. I'm just wondering if you have a favorite play from the regular season. I know the playoffs coming up, whatever, but bookending this regular season, if you have a favorite play that stands out to you. Yeah, my, my favorite play uh, probably will be the one that Jet down in Denver, just because uh, it was it was one where I legit did not think I was throwing the ball at all. I was just trying to get the ball in my hands as quickly as possible. And then seeing it on uh, – seeing it on the TV copy of it and seeing how it looked, it looked sweet. So uh, that was probably my favorite play of this season so far. So next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Patrick, this isn't the first time you've had a, a playoff buy. I just was curious, how's the best way for you to spend it? I know that the guys will get a day off, but you personally, how do you feel like you most benefit from this, this week here? Yeah, the biggest thing for me is obviously you don't know for sure who you're going to play. Um, so what I'll do is I'll watch like a game or two of each team that we have a possibility of playing kind of each day, uh, just kind of get a general sense of the, of the team without being too much of a deep dive. Um, luckily, two of the teams we've already played this year, so um, we, I have a general sense of them already. Um, but uh, you do that, I can make sure you get work, stay, stay working out, stay moving around, not just sit on the couch all week. Um, and uh, then then when we get ready to go next week, I just, I just try to be prepared and ready to roll. So uh, just a little bit of both. You get off your feet and you rest, but you still move around enough that your body's in a good shape for whenever you get to the, the, the first playoff game for us. So next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Patrick, with uh, so many young guys, so many new receivers, of course, I just wonder from your perspective what you feel like you learned the most about your teammates throughout the course of the season that you think will 
um, either prepare you or, or give you a better edge in the postseason? Well, I think uh, the way we play football games, I know the guys are willing to fight to the end. I mean, we've, we had a lot of close games this year where we had to step up and guys had to step up in big moments. And even though it doesn't make it easy as a fan watching it, I think it, it shows that we have guys that will compete at the end of the games and make these plays uh, to win football games. And so uh, you're going to need that in the playoffs. I mean, playoff games, I mean, they're, they're rarely uh, uh, more than even one score game. It always comes down to the very end. And uh, luckily that we've been in those games and, and we have guys that we trust that can go out there and make plays when they count. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Brad, and I'll have a follow-up. Uh, Patrick, uh, stat came out today. You're the oldest uh, starting quarterback from the AFC. Uh, you're not old, but you're the senior member. Uh, I- I'm wondering, you know, not just I-, I know you don't feel old at your age, but your life's changed, and it is kind of a, a-, a different era for you, right? It's, it's-, it's not new anymore for you. I- I'm-, I'm wondering how it feels right now, if it feels different because of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's changed. I have two kids now. I'm married. Uh, I'm kind of an old soul. Old soul. So uh, I am kind of the oldest. I am uh, literally the oldest quarterback in the AFC. It speaks to the talent that we have in the AFC. Um, and uh, the guys that it looks I'm looking around that are going to be there for a long time. So I'll be the old head in the AFC for a while now. Um, and uh, I'll try to use that experience uh, to my advantage. Uh, and then the other one is, uh, I'm curious how you guys, how you feel you're playing. You know, there was maybe some people nitpicking, right? Wins are all that matters. You're the one seed. A lot of people talking about the close, uh, close wins, maybe not covering spreads. Just consider, what do you, what do you consider the mindset of this team and, and how well you guys are playing right now headed into the playoffs? Yeah, I think we're playing, I think we're playing well, man. I mean, defense has stepped up, played really good these last few weeks. Offensively, we've had good spurts. Obviously we feel like we can play even better. I mean, I always feel like we can play better as an offense, but uh we we got it's coming from everywhere. We you have Kadarius is having big games. Sky's getting involved. Um, obviously, Travis. We have guys everywhere getting involved, making plays happen. And so, uh, like you said, a win's a win. Uh, we're, we're worried about winning, not covering spreads. So uh, we'll try to keep that momentum rolling and uh, get a win this week or this next week, actually. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Patrick, just looking back in retrospect of the, over this regular season, how do you think the new group of receivers? surrounding you sort of changed the way you operated this year yeah I think it just changed me in a sense that you, you get a lot of different personalities and uh you have to kind of motivate guys in different types of ways and 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 keep guys going with the culture and how we do things here and, and see the bigger picture um and so for us I think the biggest thing for me and being becoming a better leader was I had to just learn that uh, I've been with guys I've been with my entire career and I knew them uh, personally, and so building those relationships with guys off the field and on the field, it helped me uh, become a better leader and a better quarterback uh, uh, every day. Last two, we'll go Adam and then Matt. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Patrick. Um, I know this is kind of a secondary concern because you're trying to win a Super Bowl, but I was just wondering what another MVP award would mean to you if you get that. And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the MVP award is a special award that uh, that you ought, that if you get it, I mean, you'll cherish that for the rest of your life, and I will for sure. Um, it's something that I think you look back back at more at the end of the season or at the end of your career, and you think about those great times that you had. I mean, uh, it's a trophy that symbolizes the team that was around you, and so you think about those memories you have with those guys and how you went to battle with them and, and were able to get, win a lot of football games. And so, like you said, I mean, we're focused on the Super Bowl right now and trying to get there and win it. Um, but obviously, it'll be a, still be a big moment in my life that I'll be able to forever remember. Yeah, would you maybe have a better appreciation for this one than the last one, given maybe you understand how, how difficult it is now? Yeah, no, I, I definitely joke. I've joked with guys about it before, and 
I think uh, winning the MVP or, or, or winning the Super Bowl again, I'll have a greater appreciation for because I've been through the trials and the struggles of losing. Um, and that first year, I uh, my first year starting, it was it was fun. I, I didn't know what was happening. I was just throwing the ball around, and you win the MVP, and I'm like, oh, this is what we do every year. I mean, we win MVPs, we get to the uh, AFC Championship games, and win Super Bowls. Um, and now that I've been in the struggle, um, obviously not winning the MVP, but losing the AFC Championship games, losing Super Bowls. Um, it builds a greater appreciation for the grind and how you have to come every single day to work, not knowing that you're going to be at the top at the end of the season. And so uh, uh, we, we have a mindset that we're going to try to go and, and win that Super Bowl again. And, I, and that, that award and the MVP award uh, both would be appreciated way more if I, if I was able to get those. I think Sam had a follow-up, and then we'll go to you, Matt, last. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, yeah, Patrick, I had the same question I asked you just just about Coach Reed as well, which is could you sense, whether it be excitement, um, motivation, knowing that you guys were going to have to be different this year and just how you got how he, you saw him approach this year? Um, I, I mean, obviously, he, he approaches every year with the mindset of how can we make every person on the team better? Um, but uh, I think he's, he's built this culture. I mean, regardless, I mean, he knows how to get the best out of every single person in this building. Um, that's why I wasn't worried at the beginning of the year if we were going to be good. And I, I told, I think I told all y'all, I said, I mean, I've seen Coach Reed go an entire season without throwing a touchdown to a receiver and, and and still winning like 11 games, man. I mean, he he knows how to win win football games. He knows how to set a culture and get the best out of every single person on his team. Um, and so I knew if I just did what he said and I got the guys to follow along with me um, that we were going to win a lot of football games. And uh, now we just want to keep building and try to find a way to get to the Super Bowl. We'll ask to Matt, Derek. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, uh, and two questions, if you don't mind, Brad, but first, Patrick, you know, kind of like Adam asked, you did get the NFL record for total offense in a season this year. Uh, does that, do those things like that still give you a kick? And did you hear from Drew, Drew Brees or anybody else about that? I haven't talked to Drew about it yet. Um, but uh, yeah, it's obviously cool. Uh, I, I, got, I got the extra game. So until a, a couple more seasons are played with that 17th game, I guess uh, I'll have that record. Um, but, uh, at the same time, that's stuff you appreciate after your career is over. I mean, stuff you think about after the season and you, and you look back on and think about how, how cool that was, but when you're in season, man, you're just so focused on the next game and the next opponent, um, that you have to just kind of let that stuff kind of go by. And I know you said after the game Saturday that, you know, the number one seed situation is kind of weird. Now, you know, that if you and Buffalo make it to the AFC championship game, they'll be on a neutral field. Was that resolution, you think, fair for you? And, you know, what would be the thoughts of playing a game like that in a neutral site? Yeah, I mean, not, nothing was going to be fair for anybody, I, I don't think. I mean, it's such a, a situation that we never have accounted, um, encountered before. Um, but um, at the end of the day, man, I, I was so happy that uh, DeMar was doing better. Um, and that, and that, that's, that's the most important stuff. Um, and so him doing better and him, him being in a better spot, uh, we, were, we were ready to do whatever scenario was going to happen. And so uh, if that was neutral side, if that was going there, whatever it was, man, we were just ready to go out there and play, but we have to win our first game first. And so we'll just worry about uh, whoever we play in that first round or that or first round for us. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
and Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, uh, we'll get started. We'll start first with Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Justin. Uh, it seems like you personally, and really the def- defense as a whole, is, is settling in here. Not that you weren't playing good at the you know different parts of the season, but really in, in this last game, any rhyme or reason to why it feels like you're entering the playoffs and and such a, a strong note? Yeah, I mean, this is the time of year that you want to get hot. I mean, there's a lot of new faces coming into this defensive system. Um, like I said at the beginning of the year, um, that the playbook was deep and. You know, really the best way to get experience is just through reps. So our young guys have been getting a lot of reps under their belts. Like I said earlier, they're no longer rookies or first-year players. Uh, me, myself, got a lot of reps under the belt now. Um, and started settling to the system and really know what the coaches are driving for and what they want us, uh, the defense, to look like. So it's coming together at a good time. We were able to finish the regular season on a high note, and we're going to have to take that momentum with us whenever we start approaching this first game of the playoffs. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, appreciate the time here. Pat just kind of told us that, you know, you all were ready to play wherever as far as the scenarios were concerned and what they were, what the league decided on doing with uh, the AFC title game and the no contest. Can you kind of walk me through what your mindset was as this whole thing was kind of shaking out and then kind of how you see it with y'all being the one seed going forward? Yeah, um, actually, you know, for a player, it's, you know, for me, it's pretty simple. You know, we can't control any of those extenuating circumstances. We can't control where we play, when we play. The only thing we control is how we play and to be ready for that moment whenever that happens. So um, however the de- the cards were folded on the table, we we're going to be prepared for it. Um, it was fortunate for us that we were able to get the number one seed. Um, that's something that we aimed for at the beginning of the season. So um, congratulations to our team on being able to do that. And, you know, wherever we end up playing next, however these scenarios play out, wherever that location and time is, we're going to get ready to play and we're going to play. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Justin, as a quick follow-up to, to Pete's question, and you, you mentioned all the moving pieces back there on the defense, especially on, on defensive back group. What point of the season do you think the light bulb came on and you were able to take some of the stuff that happened early in the season to, to get you to where you are now? Yeah, you know, throughout the year, I felt like we were always very close. It just ends up being like a play here, a play there, um, a couple inches away each time, um, say around the start of December the confidence level in the room really started to take off. And, you know, guys were really confident in not only their own play and their teammates play, um, trusting each other that we're going to take care of our responsibilities and being able to play off each other. Um, and you see that, especially in this last game right here, all three phases, offense, defense, special teams, were able to end on a high note. So uh, that's big for us momentum-wise. Um, we're going to have to continue to build on that. And we know that the road is only going to get tougher from here. So we're going to have to bring our best football um, going into when we play these playoff games. 
Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Um, just in the, I think the first 12 games, you guys had 12 takeaways. Uh, you've bumped that up to eight over the last five games. And I know that was something that, uh, Steve Spagnuolo talked about was maybe the next evolution. He, he mm -hmm. pointed out some of your young DBs, not just being in position, but being in position, get your head around, be in position to make a play. Uh, you know, do you think you were maybe a little snake bitten at, at getting some of the takeaways? Maybe you guys were due. Or, or do you think this is uh, more than just a trend and more than just based upon maybe the level of opponent you've had that, yeah. that you guys can consistently take it away? Yeah, well, you know, throughout this league, it's funny scenario, man. Like, when they tend to come, they tend to come in bunches. So if I had to choose any time for year for them to really start getting hot, um, of course, we want to choose right now for the turnover, uh, that turnover machine to start kicking into action. So um, really been ball savvy. Coach Spagnola and all the defensive slow coaches are really focused and harped on getting the ball out each year. But as the level of the defense and confidence of the defense has risen, um, we're able to make a couple more of those plays and have the ball swing our way. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Justin, thanks for doing this. Um, my question is about you, Juan, and Brian. Um, there was so much talk when the season began about how you guys were going to be interchangeable. Um, how much do you think you guys have obviously gelled as a, as a core together and what you guys might present um, in the postseason through playing experience? Yeah, complete confidence in each other. Um, Three-headed snake, all very smart players, understand route concepts, understand defense. Um, Juan has been here uh, going into his fourth year, but Brian Cook and myself um, can all play both roles. You know, Brian will come in and sometimes be in Ron's role, he'll sometimes be in my role throughout training camp, he even took some dime reps too. So we're confident in him being wherever he needs to be. Um, and like I said, I, as the experience and the reps under the belt have started to um, accumulate, um, you're starting to see that that value start to turn out on the football field. And it's a good time for it to happen. And we'll go last to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Justin, another quick follow-up to the earlier question. You, you mentioned the start of December is when it started to come together. So safe to say after the Bengals game is when y'all had like little mini discussions and said, this is what we need to do going forward. Yeah, I mean, that's the game we wanted to win. Um, very competitive team, talented roster they have over there. And that was also a moment for ourselves that we wanted to take it. Um, and we didn't want to have another loss after that. So we're able to keep that going. Obviously, these next three games, we want to focus on the first game first. But uh, it's a new season at this point. We have to go one and know each week. And we got to bring that same attitude and mentality um, since that week with us the rest of the year. Justin, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir.